Genre. Welcome to Lord of the Rings Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze the movie The Return of the King one fist pump moment at a time. That's hard to say. I'm Cassandra Fredrickson. I'm Norman Mitchell. Um, And today we're finishing out the week by talking about Minute 145, which starts with uh, Frodo's um, foaming mouth face. Um, And it ends with Sam pinned up against a rock wall fighting off Shelob's disgusting mandibles. Yep. A lot happens in this minute. Yeah, um, there is, outside the fist pump moment, there is one moment in this minute that I think is one of the more important ones to highlight when it comes to how Shelob is characterized. Because, I mean, you how do you characterize just a giant monstrous spider? Mm-hmm. When Shelob kicks aside the vial of Galadriel with just that one leg, that shows a level of intelligence beyond mere predatory intelligence. Yeah. That is like a blink and you'll miss it moment, but shows you that there's something uniquely intelligent about Shelob. Mm. Because it's not a it's not an animalistic sudden fear response, get that away from me. Right. It's a very deliberate like I'm getting this getting this out of my presence motion. Yeah. It is way beyond predatory intelligence. I just think it's a really cool little moment that they added into this. Mm-hmm. Like, boop, go away. So like it's the it's the thing that sticks in my brain the most from this minute in particular. That's as fair. far as the effects work and stuff goes. Because I'm sure that animating that kind of graceful little kick aside, there were probably a whole bunch of ways they could have done that that were easier. Mm. But no, they wanted to they wanted to show you that Shelob is intelligent enough to understand, oh, he's going to use this to hurt me. Yeah. Goodbye. Yeah. Well, I mean, because it's already been used against her. Also, what's up with her face? She's supposed to have cancerous growths and stuff to make her look both old and more evil and and gross. Like the orcs? It's just to make her look more monstrous. They, like, went with this idea that she's gonna have all these little growths and stuff on her. It's nasty. Yeah. Like, disease is often coded alongside evil as far as a visual. Yeah, I guess. That's, uh... I don't know. That is a whole other unpacking of a trope. Yeah, I mean, it's physical men... Physical manifestation of inward ugliness is really common. Yeah. There's, um... That's fair. And that trope even shows up in, in Star Wars. The Sith's eyes change color and they look more evil because of using the dark side. Yeah. Like oh, Star Wars. They also look more... Some of them look more sickly and stuff, depending yeah. on what they're I mean, using. like, yeah, because the Emperor... I mean, yes, but his, his case is special, I guess. Whatever. And then he's a zombie? Dude... But let's not, let's not. No, let's not let, no, no, no. I'm not going to go down that. I'm not going to dance let's, that let's, dance let's today. Let's not do it. Let's not do it. <laughs> but yeah, um, the way this minute starts, though, there's the way Frodo falls mm-hmm. is almost a comedic beat because he just falls straight backwards. And if he had just, if he just fell out of frame Stumped. and you heard the noise. Yeah. That'd be a laugh. Right. Right. 
So the way that Shelob catches him, it, 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 I think it visually is making you expect a laugh beat and then taking it away. Because we're used to it? Like we're primed for it? Yeah, I think so. Because there's all kinds of laugh beats of a similar nature across the trilogy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think it's it, that's like a choice that I think is interesting. And probably mostly just part of Elijah Wood's performance, how he decided to slump backwards. And not necessarily a deliberate like directorial choice, like fall back like it's going to be a joke. She Love just kind of gingerly catches Frodo and starts wrapping him up in the webbing, mm-hmm. which is a creepy, creepy visual of just this limp, this limp Frodo being, being picked up and then rolled up in all this webbing. Blech. And then we get the moment that uh, feels almost like a reference to aliens. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean. You let go of her, you bitch. I don't know that it's... That's not the line. Uh, it's pretty close. It's not... I don't think that's exactly the line, but Ripley calls the the thing a bitch. Right, but he says filth. Right. I'm talking about Ripley's line that I think that this yeah. scene is like a reference oh, to. Okay. I'm pretty sure the line is stay away from her, you bitch. Then there's also... Uh, Keep, keep your damn hands off me, you damn dirty apes, is like another one of those iconic lines. <laughs> oh my god. Um, but yeah, I feel like this moment to me feels kind of like it's a reference to aliens. Ah, uh, it's a very... But it's loose. It's a very loose. I that's think that's a, just become part of the, the language of these sorts of movies. I feel like you're playing real loosey-goosey with that one. I don't know. Maybe I am, maybe I'm not. Yeah. Um, I, I just think, uh, I, I think that moments like that have just become part of the language of these kind of like monster movies and, uh, horror movies. I just, I think that that moment has just become part of the way those movies are structured. Aliens isn't a horror movie. Uh, it's an action movie as a sequel to a horror movie. Yeah. It's weird. Uh, cause it's got horror elements for sure. Right. But it's not a horror movie. But it's not, it's like not. Like Alien is a horror movie. Yes. Aliens is like a. It's got space marines, dude. Like, it's an action right. movie. Um, it's an action movie that leans really heavily into horror tropes. Um, and leans on the... Game over, the, man. Right, Game over. <laughs> but it, it leans on the tension and the horror of the first movie to sell the threat of the villain in the second one. Well, yeah. I mean, that's just how you make a sequel. Right. But it, 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 it leans... Right, but because the first movie is a horror movie, it continues to play with a lot of those horror movie tropes. Yeah, but it's not a horror movie. movie. Um, and, you know, later down the line, that was done in another franchise that I can think of, the Riddick franchise, where the first movie is, is a horror movie, and the second movie is an action movie. I have not seen any of those. I don't even know what that thing's about. It's in space, right? Yeah. Uh, it's like the, sci-fi? The diesel, yeah, it's sci-fi. The first movie is a, is a horror movie about people stranded on a desert planet with monsters that live underground that okay. come out in okay. the darkness and stuff. Uh, it's a pretty decent horror movie. It's Vin Diesel, um, what's his name? Uh, Keith David. Uh, I can't remember the actress's name. Uh, she plays the she plays the lead woman in Farscape. Oh, dude, I haven't seen Farscape. Yeah. Um, well, I've seen one episode. Uh, and then like the the antagonist uh, guy is uh, a is guy her that... name Claudia Black? Yes, Claudia Black. Why do I know this? Oh. <laughs> 
You got it. Why do I know You're... this? It is Claudia Black. Oh my god. Uh, and then the antagonist in that movie is a guy that you would look at and immediately go, oh, you're like an asshole authority figure in literally any movie you've ever been in. Mm. He's very typecast. Legit. Uh, For real, how did I know that? I don't know. I, uh, <laughs> Just memories only... of the one time you watched the pilot of Farscape. I've only seen one episode of Farscape. Right, you've just seen the pilot like five years ago or something, right? More than. Yeah. It was more than five years ago because we weren't even dating. <laughs> That's funny. And yet, there in your brain. She's lurking. She, she hasn't been in, like, Doctor Who or anything. No. She's Canadian, uh, right? I don't know. I don't know. Australian, maybe? Huh. That's weird. That's freaking me out. What's his name? Uh, the star of that show, uh, Ben Browder's been in, in Doctor Who. Has he? Oh, yeah. He's, he's in, in that uh, Western town one. town called Mercy. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. The, yeah. He's the sheriff or whatever. In that oh, episode. my God. Yeah. Dude, that episode's good. Yeah, that is a good episode. I like that one. Um, this horse's name is Susan. Mm-hmm. Um, I forget what we were talking about. Uh, she love. Uh, okay. Just, oh my god. Just that these like moments of the the way that people confront these like horror movie monsters or these yeah. monsters in general, I think, is just become a trope in and of itself. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. Um. But yeah, this first shot of Sting in someone's hand is Peter Jackson's arm. There you go. Not not Sean Astin. Because uh, they just needed a pickup shot. Yeah, I guess Peter Jackson plays coy with it in the commentary. It's just like you'll you'll I won't tell you who it is. You'll find out you'll find out later in a documentary or something. Whatever. It's just it's it's him. Yeah, it's Peter Jackson. Right. It's a it's a secret cameo of Peter Jackson. There you go. Um. But then we get this the scuffle with with Shelob. Here, uh, Sam shows uh, pretty much no fear. He runs right in that sword of swinging to try to get Frodo. Well, yeah, I mean, okay, that's that's been established since Fellowship, right? Frodo's in danger. No fear. I got this. Right, exactly. Like that's why Aragorn respects Sam so much. Is because that scene in the right. I'll have the long shanks. Yeah, he just goes for it. Yeah. What a what a good dude Sam is. Yeah. He's a friend you really want on your you really want around. Yes, He's got your back. For real. Um Yeah. Sam goes in, he gets he gets tossed aside, drops the file. I do I love I like I like that A, that Sam gets like a hero hero shot. Um, but I like the shot in itself. Yeah. Um also the way she loved just dumps Frodo's yeah, body dude. on the ground. Yeah, he's like, I said drop him, drop him. And then like there's sure. the moment where he's just like, Oh no, like <laughs> Like, not expecting her to drop him. And he's like, no! Which is definitely kind of a, a comedic moment to break a little bit of the tension in this scene. Yes, yes. It definitely is. But I think it, like, because Sam, Sam's in action, like, Sam may be in, like, action hero mode, but he is a carer. Yeah. Like, it's... he cares. He's just like, oh, oh no. Oh, did he hit his head? Uh, right? So, is he okay? Right, going limp like that. If you hit his head on the corner of one of those stairs, yeah, just, we're done. Yep. Whoops. Sorry, Frodo. Kachunk. Just, and then we get that close-up shot of Shelob. Mm-hmm. The, the, like, the stare down before they're ready to fight. And Sam comes. Gross. Swinging 
swing and sting around. Yeah. Gets tossed. Get that little intelligent moment of the vial. Did, um... Frodo must have left... Dropped the, the yeah, vial. Yeah, he dropped right? it behind it. Oh, okay. Yeah, he dropped it somewhere. Yeah. How did Sam get sting out? Does he have, like, a can of WD-40 in his pack He probably has something? a cooking knife. Yeah, but, like, wouldn't his knife get stuck? Yeah, but he's trying to free sting. The sword got stuck in the webbing. Yeah, Frodo also didn't really try to free it. He's just like, this is stuck, I'm running. That's fair, I guess. I'm not I'm not fighting with There's this. There's no webs on um, on Sting. Yeah, because he cut it out. He freed it. Yeah, like, what do you need to do? Like, clean it first? I guess. You wipe it off. Um, uh... <laughs> you wiped it off. That's the least of my worries. <laughs> this, uh, this fight between Sam and Shelob was... Uh, shot during principal photography, they call it too. Mm. Uh, where they originally had animatronic pieces of Shelob for Sean Astin to like do some of the stuff with. Yeah. But one, they didn't look good uh, for the purpose of using them in the movie, so they just didn't use them. Mm-hmm. And two, they were hard to hard to interact with anyway. So Sean Astin talks about doing most of this with just the spider in his imagination. That's cool. Uh, and for the mandibles. Uh, Peter Jackson calls out that they just had like two black sticks for him to fight with. <laughs> Alright, kick against these. Grab these. Yeah. Struggle against them. Alright. So we get this we get this fight scene. I think Sam it's convincing. Love. Yeah. Like it's it's impressive how convincing it is because he's not acting with anything physical. You know? Right. It's good. I think that um Sean Sean Aston does a good job of selling the that there is a real large thing around him here. Yeah. It's effective. Yeah. I think it's interesting that Sting doesn't seem to be able to cut uh, Shelob's leg. It's a knife. It just kind of bounces off. Yeah. Well, also, um, so we've gotten used to Sting glowing in the presence of, of orcs. Um, and I think I just, like, along the way, I just associated it with, like, glowing in the presence of evil. Nope. Just orcs. Uh, yeah, because it, it's not glowing here, and then, well, we'll see next week. Yeah. But that's an interesting choice. Like, I love that the elf, the elves that made that were just like, screw orcs in particular. Just orcs specifically. Yeah. Um, because it's, I think in the, I think in the Hobbit, you're told that this trait of glowing in the presence of orcs is also present on Glamdring and Orcrest, but we never yeah, see it. Yeah, yeah. But we don't see that in the Hobbit movie. I don't, I don't think. I don't remember if I we do or not. I don't remember. But the, that all three of those Elvis blades glow in the presence of orcs. Yeah. It makes me um, wonder if some early conception of, of Tolkien's mind, all Elven blades glowed in the presence of orcs. Yeah, yeah. Because, like, in this movie, uh, we just saw Glamdring. Right, and it's not glowing. Right. So Sting is the only one. Yeah. So... And it's supposed to just be like an elven sidearm. What was Gandalf using as a sword before he picked that one up? I don't think he had a sword in The Hobbit before that. He he was just like, oh, I just like this one. Right? Oh, sweet. Thanks. Wow, this is sized perfectly This for is me. my payment for going with these dumb dwarves. Well, no, it's uh, Gandalf. Gandalf killed the trolls and then oh, that's I get first pick of the loot. Yeah, yeah. First dibs. How about this plus three uh, orc bane sword? I'll take that. <laughs> Thanks. Thor, you can get the plus two one. 
You can have the scimitar, it's fine. Right? Here, Bilbo, here's a knife. Here's a knife. <laughs> we'll bury the gold. We can't carry right. it with us. What do you have? A knife! <laughs> and instead of being no, Gandalf and Thorne are just like thumbs up from right? the back of the screen. Yeah. It's more like that meme with uh with toothless and hiccup, that meme format. Oh yeah. It's like a toddler with a knife. Everyone else at the party. <laughs> my mom. <laughs> What? The goblin who raised me. <laughs> yeah. Thumbs up. Oh my god. <laughs> but I think yeah. that... There's something that John Howe talks about in the commentary in relation to the way weapons are used in these movies, but it's very video game logic, so I want to save it for next week. Oh, yes. That's fair. That's fair. But um, I guess that's a good segue. So we're from the website duelinggenre.com. Um, and for all your movies by minutes related needs, you can go to moviesbyminutes.com. Um, check out some other podcasts to dabble in. And I hope everyone has a good weekend. And we'll be back on Monday. I almost said tomorrow. We'll be back on Monday um, to talk more about Return of the King. Yeah. The end of this fight with Sheila. Still in Spider Town. Still in Spider Town. Yep. Won't you take me to? No. Spider Town? No. Bye. Bye. Genre.